Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman. Along with me as always, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, you need corrective lenses. It's only Robbie Armlessly. There's no point in checking your watch now, mate. We've just started. <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> now you have to edit that out. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I was just checking to see when we're starting. So it's 20 to 8 p.m. Not a.m. <laughs> not a.m. I'm not going to start recording in the morning. Oh, Christ, can you yeah. even imagine at 20 to 8 in the morning trying to record? <laughs> What did you say I was? A bird or a plane? Oh. Corrective lenses, Robbie Armlessly, in that order. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bird, Robbie Armlessly, corrective lenses, a plane. <laughs> a corrective bird, Robbie Plane Armlessly. Ah, uh, of yeah. course. Week five. Heat. Eh. For everybody has fun. I know. What's terrible is I went, eh, for aeroplane. And I was like, wait, no. <laughs> for aeroplane. For e. For some weird reason. And this is the return of the returns this week. No new bots. No new bots at all no. this week. Well, I suppose, technically speaking, Expulsion's different to what it was before completely. Magnetar's a new version of Pulsar. But yeah, there's no yeah. new teams. No. No new teams. I like recurring characters. They give me a sense of comfort. You've got to have those new characters come in because eventually characters die off. And then when you don't, when all the old characters die off, then what do you do? Thanks, the writing staff behind The Walking Dead. (laughs) But isn't The Walking Dead style to bring in new characters to just kill them off and keep all the old ones going anyway? Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) That's pretty much how it goes, isn't it? (laughs) Sure. I haven't watched it in about a year. I haven't watched it in about four. (laughs) But one thing I have watched recently, Robot Wars. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, and like this that. was a corker of an episode. Yeah, interesting one. This one, I've um had a good, had a good, a good, a good bit of fun. It's nice and easy, mate. Oh, forgot. Oh no, what we forgot to say. This is season X. X. Can you put some echo on my voice when I say X? I can try season X, or I could just like do it manually, like X. Eggs, 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 eggs. It sounds like you're saying eggs now. <laughs> it's just gone. Eggs. <laughs> eggs. Season, Season eggs. eggs. Brilliant. So, what will it hatch into? <laughs> like, you should not go into marketing. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? The robots. Those things. Those, what do we call it? Yeah, the, the bots. The yeah. robots. That will fight for us tonight. Let's go through them. Luckily, they're nice and tidily colour-coded, and we shall guide you through this palette of bots. Yes, we will. From Airshare. Coyote. Gripper. Brown. From Brentwood. Expulsion. Spinner. Black. From Ablethorpe. Push to exit. Flipper. Blue. From Pittsford. Thor. Axbot. Red. From Rygate. Hobgoblin. Spinner. Green. 
from Maidley. Magnetar. Spinner. Copper, which is different to brown. <laughs> Colour-coded. Colour-coded. Shiny box. brown. It's copper, right? It's copper. I think they call it copper in the episode, I'm sure. Yeah, because I get, yeah, because I think, yeah. <laughs> copper. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Okay, well, who did you want to start with? Coyote. Coyote. In real life, what do you do? So I'm a domestic gas engineer. That's what I was thinking this yes. reminds me of when I look into the boiler. Yeah. Okay, Rachel, I'm guessing that you were drafted in to work with those boiler pipes because you're the welder, right? Well, not so much with the, the pipes. It's more welding the entire structure together. So. Is that the day job? Uh, no, not at all, yeah. actually. No, I work in an office. Do you? So, yeah, I do. And then I ho- by night, she welds. <laughs> Please give it up for a coyote. Gripper. Well, not according to the book. Oh, what do they call it? Crusher and chainsaw. I don't know how it would say chainsaw. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds about right. Yeah, sounds like he's panicking while saying it. Chainsaw. <laughs> Um, yeah, Coyote, Coyote, returning character. The Mad Max-style steampunk-esque crusher and chainsaw thing. I suppose it's unique in its design, isn't it? It does look a little like a coyote. Yeah, it's got, like, it's the teeth and it looks quite savage and cool. No, the more I look at it, it doesn't look like a coyote. Well, so we will <laughs> scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> it's brown, like a coyote. What uh, colour's a coyote? I'm just going to Google Coyote. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. The armor being 22 millimeter copper pipe and 20 millimeter steel bars. Copper pipe, I don't imagine, is amazing as fighting armor. I don't think copper piping was made to take pulsar, for example. But uh, what what colors are Coyote? What's happened? Well, I mean, it's more like a fox red. Oh, they're they're very very similar not- to uh to a fox. So. Not rusty, it's not rusty brown, is not it really? Rusty brown, no, no. Rusty brown. Rusty brown. It looks more like the environment in which you would find a coyote. Brown everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks more. Yeah. There should be a coyote in coyote, controlling it. <laughs> Driving around. Yeah. Brilliant. Like, it's the same colour as Wiley coyote. Which is not a real coyote. Yes. That's I'm, like I'm saying, aware of that. That's like saying, like, Roadrunner's blue. I mean. No, Roadrunner in this is brown. God damn it. <laughs> We do see Roadrunner. It's a nice little mini bot they've got with them. What does a Roadrunner actually look like? Look up Roadrunners. Oh, you know what? I always figured it's like an Australian. Wait, what am I looking at? It's not a real animal, is it? Yeah, of a course. A Roadrunner. It's... Well, that's what they've called their. No, um... I mean, like, it's a character. It's a, like. It's... I think it's a real thing. I don't know. What am I looking for? Roadrunner animal. What do you think's going to come up? A bird. You know, like Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Oh, my God. It's a real thing, right? And it's nothing like what I thought it was. The minibot with Coyote looks a bit like an eagle. That oh kind of thing. God. Vulture eagle-like. What yeah, is it that you look this like? This is so majestic looking. What is it? Oh, it's... It's actually like a really majestic looking, a delicate and looking bird. Yeah, it's 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 not... It doesn't look anything like the minibot. Or like Roadrunner. No, it doesn't. The bot or the cartoon character. I mean, it's got like a tuft of nighttime blue kind of feather sticking out of its head. It is a bit punk, I'll give it that. But other than that, it's like a punk yeah. in a suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, that was not what I... See, now I've learned what a coyote and a road one looks like. And now I'm kind of like, why did you choose those names, guys? Yeah, you should have called it Brown brown, <laughs> brown Dog and Bird. <laughs> brown Dog and Bird. <laughs> I was going to say, like, like plumbing. 
Plumbing will do. Boiler room and and Rusty Bird. <laughs> Boiler room and Rusty Bird. I don't want to go to a pub called the Rusty Bird. <laughs> the Rusty Bird. Welcome to the Rusty Bird. Yeah. Here in the Rusty Bird, we don't take milk to your guys. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, it's got copper pipe. Is it copper piping? It's some sort of piping. Copper pipe is the armour. So it's around the wheels, which is quite clever. And also, it's great because it seems to be disposable. So if it gets knocked off, <laughs> they can just chuck some more piping on I it later. I love how you've made that into a positive. The fact yeah. that it constantly falls off is great because it's disposable. Because you can just replace it with some other piping. It's not those... like they've got something that needs to be 3D printed. They have to go and... T- they can just pop around the corner to, like, home base and get it sorted. Home base? And they can just go... They're in a bloody warehouse. We they should just, just go nick some. <laughs> just go nick some from the local... Just yeah, why not? They're in the, yeah. they're in a big like they're industrial, in industrial estate. estate. I'm sure if they knocked on the next door, somebody have would some have some piping ready. Yeah. Piping. <laughs> in that case, it is genius. Right, it's a 12 mile per hour bot, sort of normal sort of speed. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'd class that as your your standard speed bot. Yeah. Apparently, it can lift a washing machine slash fridge, so it can what? lift white goods. You know what? What is it with? Comparing- Mate, I do that work. Well, yeah. I mean, I do that when my washing machine stops working. <laughs> just pick it up. Just pick it up over my head. No, I don't. <laughs> but what is it with constant comparisons to being able to pick up white goods? Have you noticed that? It's just a reoccurring thing. It's always a car, a van, or a washing machine, microwave, tumble dryer, dishwasher. Just because they're, I don't know, big and relatable? Why don't they just... You, I guess... Well, maybe. I don't know. Like, if kids are watching, they're going to be looking look, and they go, huh. And they're going to just pot around to the kitchen and try and lift the washing machine up and be like, wow. Because I can't. So there you go. That's impressive. The chainsaw. Is there a point other than aesthetics at this point? Should they just have put a big spike there as a saw? Because it probably yeah. would have been more effective than a chainsaw these days. They're out at this point, I guess, aren't they? You can't get through hard ox with a chainsaw. No. I don't know if you can get through copper piping very effectively with brief shots of a chainsaw to be honest it's true what do you reckon the super strength is according to our lovely robot wars official handbook based on the bbc program uh, the handbook the super strength is its unique unparalleled ability to crush things what do they say the front jaws can lift each of the team huh mm-hmm. i'm guessing one at a time well or both at the same time but awkwardly <laughs> I guess. Is that, is that a strength though at that point? If it can awkwardly Why are you talking about a lift when it's a crusher or a gripper? Because the fr- the two under jaws lift upwards and the over jaw, the top jaw, over and under jaw. jaw, the <laughs> top jaw crushes down. Ah. It's more of a biter than a crusher. Yeah, that makes more sense. Because it never really... But mind you, it doesn't snap down, does it? It's no. It's definitely a slow, gradual kind it's a of chewer. rip. Yeah. It's a chewbot. It's a slow chewbot. Slow chewbot. I like it. It's got a complete new chassis. It's essentially a new machine coyote mm. that just looks the same. Like I said, apparently they've gone with steampunk this time as the theme. Yeah. But it's still just... I don't know. It looks a bit fancier than the old coyote, I'd say. Oh, big time. Way cleaner. Seems to have like a nice... I couldn't tell what it was. Was it like a pattern over it? Yeah, you're right. It did. I couldn't tell what it on, was. On like the jaw and stuff. Yeah, it had that, yeah. It did have a look to it, didn't it? Yeah, it had that kind of cool. pattern like on it. I don't want to say painted on it because it's all just copper, but yeah, it yeah. had a And if it was painted on it, it would have come off really quickly, whereas it kind of stays. Yes, it's, it's looks nice. just part of it. It's yeah, good. Yeah, look into that. The quip is... Yes. Oh, go on. Put that... Oh, it's gonna grip ya. A slicing and splicing kind of machine. Splicing. 
It splices. It splices. They're under the impression that Curti splices things. Yes. It's hmm. an editor in its spare time. <laughs> splices things. Okay, so bear with. Okay, so according to dictionary.com, splice definition, to join together or unite by interweaving of strands. Like movie editors do. They splice yeah. it together or splice yeah. stuff in. So what does Coyote join yeah. together? Is I- it going to put a robot back together so it slices it up and then puts it back together in the wrong order? Because that'd be effective. Maybe. That'd be amazing. If it called it the anti-splicer, that'd be cool. Because then it would actually make sense. Yeah, but they already did when they called it a slicer. yeah that kind of makes sense so you know (laughs) you can't slice and splice at the same time no it's uh, true of life as well as of coyote i guess coyotes live how much does coyote weigh you got the book in front of you i got the book in front of me and it says 100 kilograms that could could be the old coyote this one between 100 and 110 i didn't note down the weight for some reason meaning it was underwhelming yeah there's nothing special about the weight that i considered it noteworthy Damn. It must be under 110, though, because it has the minibot. That's what I was trying to figure out, yeah. How much so, the minibot would weigh, or what the point is. It's a mini thwack bot. I'd say the main point of the minibot looks like it's to get in the way, or as they use it, to go and do the Dial of Doom, which is kind of a clever way to use minibots. Actually a great actually. use, yeah, because the Dial of Doom just seems to register anything tapping it. So, well, In theory, Coyote could bite a robot, mm-hmm. take it over to the pit, mm-hmm. then Roadrunner can go hit the Dial of Doom over and over again until the pit goes down. Just keep and then just cycling through, as long as you don't get rogue housebots. Uh, as yeah. we see in this episode, they are really out for it. This is a rogue bot episode, unfortunately. Or yeah. fortunately, depends how much you like that kind of thing. Exacts. Okay, we've talked about Coyote <clears throat> for probably about 10 minutes. We should move on. Yes, let's talk about Expulsion. A returning robot. Hello, Georgina, how are you? Hello, good, thank you. How are Team Expulsion? Yeah, we're doing really well. When we were here last time, we just looked around, saw what worked and what really didn't work. So we've gone much smaller like other robots, so you can actually manoeuvre. It's and... quite compact, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you nicked all other people's ideas yep. in a robot that you've, it looks nothing like Expulsion, yep. and yet you've kept the name Expulsion. Yeah, I think it links us to the school, but it also shows where we've come from and where we're going to have And you that couldn't have gone the, the same team and gone Detention Well, we, we have, suspension. actually. We've got a, um, a small minibot called Detention. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so nice. I just came so, up with that. Really? Yeah. And is he joining in? Are yeah, you, he's going to come. Or you're clustering fight. it as well? Yeah. Nice. Expulsion. Student bot. Student bot. Not a bot made of students, a bot made by students. Uh, yes. I've noted it as a weird-ass spinner bot. Weird-ass spinner bot. Yeah, really unique design. Yes. Like, whipping proper outside-the-box uh, look there. Well, definitely, because it's a sphere, more yeah. than anything. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure this is Psycho Sprout with a spinner attached to yeah, the side of it. Imagine making a bot that's practically rounded, more or less, and then chucking a spinner... But a front-facing spinner. It's really, like, hard to... It's a weird concept. But for the most part, it all seems to be quite practical and clever. I'd say it'd be practical and clever if it was a fan. Yeah. Because that's kind of what it's shaped as. It's It's an incredibly dangerous fan. Yeah, because it's not got a protective bit over the blade. Exactly. (laughs) It kind of looks like one of those mini fan heaters. Definitely does, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure that's that's the inspiration. I'm saying that's official. Expulsion was inspired by a mini fan heater. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. Uh, we also made up. It oh, looks yeah. like it should be being plugged into a bigger bot. <laughs> it looks like the heart of a you bot. Know, exactly. Like it was, the spinning round mechanism's fine, because that will be actually getting everything working. But it looks like it needs to be plugged in. 
It goes into a bigger <laughs> yeah, box. It, it literally just goes yeah. straight into a it's perfect like slot for it. Yeah, exactly. It and looks then like it, that. And then, then it spins up and then the robot comes alive. Exactly. That's what it looks like to me. That's what it is. Mm. That's brilliant. So it's a spinner that never stops. Theoretically, it shouldn't stop on impact. It should keep going. <laughs> yes. Yes, that look does confirm the truth of the matter, which is, as I saw and you saw, <laughs> it did stop when it hit stuff. But I yeah. think in theory, it doesn't just completely come to a stop when it hits stuff. No. Like the, once it's off something, it will just it will just start keep spinning going up again. again. Yeah, yeah that quite, makes sense. quite quickly yeah. and easily. Yeah. They're using Armox, so they've gone with uh, heavy hard armor. Heavy, hard, expensive armor, or mm. more expensive than hard ox anyway, yeah. with rubber panels for shock absorption. And I would say, judging by their performance and what happens to them, mm. their armor holds up pretty damn well, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a well-armored robot. It's quite cool, isn't it? It couldn't be any more different to the previous version of Expulsion. This might be the most changed robot with the same name and team behind it ever. It is in name only. Yeah. Look at look at the old one. Just Just look at it. Just look at it. Let's try and get our heads around it. So it's it's a spinner. We've got that. And then everything else is absolutely different. Yep. Everything else is different. The shape, the shape, the shape, <laughs> the design as well. That's different. Not to mention the shape. The shape is different. I'm glad you noted that. Thank you. So did I. Oh, yeah. I guess rounded pyramid is what I noted the shape as. It's like yeah. a flat bottom sphere, basically. A dome. Not quite really. Yeah. A very high dome. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's really hard to bizarre. explain because it looks like it's for a different purpose. <laughs> it does look like it's for a different yeah. purpose. Yeah. It's a really cool design. It's really like, yeah, weird. The weapon's interchangeable. Or should I say the blade is interchangeable. Mm-hmm. There's a curved toothed spinner. Or a three-spoked spinner, which is lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a mini bot. Yes, detention. Tension, which is a a cylinder. Like these little sort of spiky bits that come out, or spiky wedges. I'd say relatively clever use for a, a clever design for a mini bot. I suppose it, it's the sort of thing that should get under things. Do you think they they built the bottom was like we've still got weight to play around with? They got a lot of weight to play around with because they are only 70 kilos, that ball. Wow, that is light. 40 kilos under the weight limit. It might explain why it flies so easily. Oh, boy. Um, it does have very ineffective self-writing. I think that goes without saying. In theory, it's really good at self-writing. Oh, in theory, it's great at everything. I like it when we say in theory. <laughs> we can apply it so much on this podcast. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> in theory, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Boy, even then it's a bit uh, charitable there, man. <laughs> yeah, oh God, yeah. <laughs> so what it's supposed to do is mm-hmm. it's supposed to only really be vulnerable if it lands flipper, um, spinner side down. But then if it did that, the spinner will keep going, the bot itself will start spinning, and and it would self-right itself by just sort of wobbling about at that point. Yeah. yeah. Is this in theory? Is it self-writing in theory still? Oh, or have they actually yes. sat there and tried this? I'm guessing they've tried it. Oh, surely. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's hard to mm. say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Expulsion. We like expulsion. We like expulsion. What's the uh, quip for expulsion out of interest from ye oldie book? It's three words. Hang on. Not you are expelled. Oh. Not you have detention. Damn. Um. Oh, now Not- you said three words. It's really annoyed me. <laughs> Not school kids robot. <laughs> School's out four. <laughs> you know that's that could have been it to be honest it just says spike and slash oh <laughs> it's 
Spike and Slash. Spike and Slash. Spike and Slash. Spike and Slash. They're the names of that duo who we just saw down the pub playing <laughs> <laughs> playing old punk songs. <laughs> Spike and Slash. Spike. We're Spike and Slash. <laughs> slash already used. Shut up. <laughs> Spike and Slash. Yeah. That's so vague. Mm-hmm. That's so, like, not relevant to the bot. I know, right? It does neither, really. I guess it slashes the spike. I oh, God knows. Spike. Even sl- slash is a bit, like, off the mark. I, mean, I know, right? And not to reference the school theme or... Spike and slash. God damn it. Not even slash and spike, just spike and slash. Not even spin spike and slash, just spike and slash. This bot won't struggle academically in the class of destruction there you go man see you can still okay. come up with quips see? better than this anyway <laughs> you still got them in you man you still got them in you just gotta find a way to get them hey, out hey you still got it you still got it <laughs> now let's go watch Spike and Slash <laughs> go play down the local punk pub okay who are we doing next who are we talking about next um pull to enter we love when the robots aren't the only thing in your lives but they're definitely losing the battle against the dogs in this one. Yeah, they are this year. I've brought me pictures of my dogs along to give me a bit of look. I mean, how many dogs do you have? Um, well, I've got four dogs in total. Three we show. One's a Crufts winner. Oh, well done. That, that's, Very good. That, that's Betty, the one I show. That's my yeah. dog. Um, Thor and Boo. Oh, that's sweet. Well, <laughs> maybe you should have done the quip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, it's the same thing as push to exit. If you push to exit, you pull to enter. That's true. Unless it's a door that goes both ways. But then you wouldn't tell someone to push to exit. No. You wouldn't need to tell them anything. No, because it would go whatever way they, they did the door. As long as they've got basic grafts on door mechanics. I mean, If they thought it was a sliding door, it <laughs> would be an issue. <laughs> they just then like, who assumes that? <laughs> they just start banging their head against it, waiting for it to open. Or just only experience automatic doors, so they just wait just for it. Just stood in front of it. And then just time eventually just took them away. <laughs> so this is a flipper. It's a front-hinged flipper. You, have, you don't see them often these days. They were, but they were about. There's some pretty good front-hinged flippers back in the day. I think Firestorm was one. A very good robot. Hence, it's a, a pushing flipper as mm-hmm. opposed to a launching flipper. It uses low-pressure pneumatics on its front-hinged flipper. It's a fast bot at 22 miles per hour. Wow. Not bad. That is good. It's 250 millimetres tall, so it's not very tall. But that's the point of a flipper. You want it low and low. You want it getting underneath the other bot. Yeah, yeah, with ease. Quite a lot of its surface area, at least on the top of it, is the flipper itself, which is pretty nifty. That's yeah. what you want. It all directs to that flipper. It's blue. And Shane has returned with new team members this time for Team S-Tech. Did you see who they were? So Shane's of new team members, YouTubers Stephen, a.k.a. Vote Saxon 07. I want to say 07. You are correct. So yeah, Stephen so- is Vote Saxon 07, and there's also Anthony Murney, who is Two Penny Milk 8908. Cool stuff. I know Vote Saxon does cool vids, so awesomeness. They get their chance to shine with Push to Exit. Tough luck. Um, it does have rope entanglement options on Push to Exit. Really? Yeah, if you noticed um, in the first fight, I believe, the, the three-way fight, there was uh, ropes hanging off it. I did not notice that. That <laughs> went right past me. It, you have to squint, but they are there. Ah, uh, see. It has a high ground clearance at the rear. Quite noticeable, actually, when you look at the picture. That would be a problem if it ever faced a flipper. It doesn't. It's 105.8 kilos. The armor is improved. Okay. I can't tell you how. 
but it is improved. I could tell you uh, the book says titanium hardened steel and aluminium. I don't know if that's the old one or the new one. If it's the old one, it's better than that. If it's the new one, the old one was worse. Yep. Do you want to know it's super strength? Flipping things. No, this machine is fast. 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 Yep, three times. You got it. Even though <laughs> Thor is in this episode and is considerably faster. <laughs> faster. But nonetheless... <laughs> It's fast. fast. It's a fast bot. It's a fast bot. It's a very fast bot. Biggest weakness? Too fast. Might travel through time. New design is unproven in battle. Oh, what? You mean like probably 75% of uh, the roster? Yeah, and it's not that. I mean, a front-hinged flipper is cool. I suppose we may not have seen a front-hinged flipper this with this kind of strength before. Mm-hmm. Modern strength front-hinged flipper. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But the important part is, what is push to exit? Little official handbook quip. It is, you won't push this bot around. It's going to make you exit the arena. No. Oh. I'll give you a clue. Go on, him. RVD. Five star frog splash? Yes. No, it's no. not five star frog splash. <laughs> God damn it. So what is it? One of a kind. Oh. I mean, it's, it, well, like you say, it's a, front hinge flipper it's it's, just, it's one of a kind dot 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 like it's gonna like, <laughs> there might be more to the sentence like it's one of a kind or is it <laughs> yeah exactly no it's not it's not one of the kind it's yeah it's a very nice spot but it's not there's nothing unique about it in the same way that say expulsion is a fan on wheels <laughs> <laughs> push text it's like it's a flipper it's a good Much yes, like it's, a nice... it's a good solid flipper like the other good solid flippers in the show uh, that's a terrible quip. Well done. It yeah. is a terrible yeah. quip. <laughs> it's a terrible quip. Push to exit. Cool little bot. Let's move on to everyone's favourite, Thor. Jason. Hello. How are you? I'm good. You, you've left the building site to be with us. I have, yes. What mixed, do your clients think? Mi- oh, they're all good, actually. The okay. clients are fine, yeah. The guys, the guys, it's a bit of a mixed review. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they're just constantly taking the mick out of me. <laughs> of course it's four. Jason's back. Jason is back. Jason is one of my favorite things on television i know i saw the poster you have of him in your bedroom yep posters posters <laughs> collage <laughs> collage around my vanity mirror station Ooh, there is that they, they've done a, a robot wars calendar haven't they have they yeah not that kind of calendar though no not that kind of calendar good but i wonder if thor's in there i don't know so thor what's changed about thor it's still the same uh basic design Red uh, scoop at the front, wedge at the front, let's just say more than yeah. scoop. Big axe that hits you because it's Thor. Yep. But Well, Thor uses a hammer, but you get the idea. The weapon the weapon is listed in the in the book as hammer. So it's it's a hammer, but the, instead of a hammer head, it's an axe head. Plus, that's the official handbook, so no. It's official. It's, it's officially official. wrong for the most part. Yes, yeah, okay. it's an axe bot. It is... Probably, I would say probably the biggest fan favorite axe bot of the newer series is everybody goes mad for four, especially with his hand gesture where he's like cutting the air. Yeah. Oh, you mean like you can't see me, but he misses his face. Yeah, exactly. And just like you can't see like my chest, my chest <laughs> region. I like no one, anyone who's listening to the, this is why we should film the podcast because anyone who's listening can't see us doing the hand gesture. Just like hear us laughing at hand gestures that they can't see. But you know the four hand gesture. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking of the Thor hand gesture, a 30 mile per hour top speed, wow. and probably for one of the fastest bots, if not the fastest bot in the competition. Good God, does it control better than most other fast bots? I think a lot of that's down to Jason's driving. It is down to Jason's driving. Yeah. It also must have oh, just amazing 
Traction. Traction. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Oh, yeah. Because the way he just does that stop and spins right into place, and he, oh, the way he turns the bot is perfect. Yeah. Super perfect. Now, the back is less armoured. It's all up to the front now, which mm. is, I'd say, is fine in Thor's case, because 90% of the time, he will have that bot facing you. And you've got to think, much like every bot in this competition, you're preparing for a spinner, and the spinner's going to come right at the front of you. Especially yeah. with Thor, like I said, he's going to stay facing you anyway. Yeah. So that's where the spinner's going to try, well, going to end up hitting you. It actually has a new weapon arm. It swings twice as fast as before. Good God. Good God, indeed. Uh, the armor... 6mm and 3mm hardox plus aluminium. It actually has five interchangeable hammers, apparently. Five? It's what, of different design, or...? I don't know. I guess so. Else you wouldn't really call it interchangeable, just a spare part. On... My notes. On the website, it says it's 110 kilograms. In the book, it says 105 kilograms. Not max weight. I've got it as 106.5, is what I've made out as out of... The Haynes Manual, and I think I noticed it on the TV show itself. Okay. So 106.5, sleek, more muscly. Yeah. Drop some of that excess fat. It's out to win it. And yeah. I love me some Thor. It has a steel rope or barbed wire options for entangled rope. I did see that in the episode. Yeah, yep, when it faced Pulsar, cool, yeah. it sort of made a, a weird... I guess the thing about entanglement is it doesn't have to take up much weight. No, it's not really a... And there's no Heavy defensive thing. guide on what it has to do. I think Gabriel seemed to have had the best option with it, which is put it in places which you know the robots are going to hit, where the yeah. spinners themselves are going to be, mm-hmm. and like thread bits of metal, nuts and bolts into it. Yeah, so then when it eats want. it, yeah, it actually yeah. chews it up a bit rather than just destroying you. Because <laughs> at the moment, most entanglement weapons are just casually being destroyed and that's it because they are just rope they're just getting basically yeah, just getting yeah. ripped apart whereas if you thread little nuts and bolts in there stuff you don't want getting into a spinner i suppose it can cause all kinds of internal hemorrhaging i think i think gabriel 2 is the one the only bot that's actually had effective entanglement so far it actually did some damage with those um, nuts and bolts going into things well that's thor did we get a uh quip from the official handbook damn right we did all right a storm of destruction. Yeah, like, oh, well, no, actually, that one works a bit. It does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Thor, Storm. Thor, Storm. They, they got one there. God of Thunder, yeah. Yeah. It worked, yeah. They must have uh, They must have got up early to figure that one out. Yep, they were on Wikipedia researching Norse god Thor for hours, probably. <laughs> researching Norse mythology. <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of books, and they just got... <laughs> A storm of destruction. Storm of destruction. That'll do. Yeah. Okay, who are we talking about next? Ah, Hobgob. It's a smart robot. You've got an egg beater that nobody else has. You have a, an interesting design. That thing at the front that spins. Uh, that's good. They, they're calling it the egg beater. Am I right? Oh, yes. Because if you chuck an egg into it, it'll get bigger. Yeah, it'll get bigger. Yeah, to be honest, if you chuck an egg in most of our metal robots, the egg's going to come off badly. Let's not, let's not think about that. Okay, fine. I think that the perfect name for a robot is something that Prince could shout just before the beat drops, right? <laughs> like a, so Aftershock, that works great. Yeah. So you can see him going, Aftershock! And then boom, and then it all goes bang, bang, bang. Hobgoblin doesn't work quite as well. I don't think it passes the Prince test. Ladies and gentlemen, Hobgoblin, a.k.a. Prince. Give him a round of applause. Yeah. Hobgoblin. 
So I'm just finding it in the official handbook. So the official uh, Robot Wars handbook. Oh, the official Robot Wars handbook based on a program by the BBC. Hobgoblin comes under H. You know, everyone says, ah, oh, the uh, front of Hobgoblin, it's like an egg beater. And I always sort of just go, yeah, yeah, it does. But I, I, I don't think I've ever seen an egg beater before. Not an uh, electric one. I'm going to have to Google that. Yeah, Google electric egg beater. Does it look like that? Is the only thing in common with it the fact that it's got a gap in the middle? I've always manually beaten eggs, so I have no Yeah, idea. I know. You're weird. You always use your hands. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I'm, well, in all fairness, I'm just looking at pictures of whisks. If that's <laughs> what we're constituting as a as an egg beater, then... It doesn't it, look anything it, like a no, whisk. No, it doesn't look like a whisk. In it. Exactly. There's just a gap in a... In otherwise perfectly competent spinning bar. Exactly. That's what it is. I mean, a whisk has multiple arms, I've always imagined. At least four. Yeah, that's the whole point, yeah. isn't it? Else it wouldn't be a whisk. It would be a, a spoon with no yeah. with no middle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it would just be like, oh. Plus, this one's gap is right in the middle of the bar. Whereas with a whisk, you know, that's all towards the end. Basically, I wish people would stop calling it an egg beater. It's a bot beater. Is it though? Does it beat any bots? Well, no, I was just... It, I was trying to use like cool Robot Wars TV lingo talk speak. Statistically, I mean, it's a good bot. <laughs> it, d- it doesn't have much of a winning run, but it's a it's a cool design. Well, it's spinning egg beater is twenty kilos, twenty five hundred RPM. Yeah, um, they've recruited the best Beetleweight driver onto their team. Really? Yeah, I think I think they like literally won a best Beetleweight driver award. Neat. So there you go. Someone who knows how to drive a robot. It's actually a reserve. What? No, it was just declined. Um point blank was going to be in oh, Robot Wars. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I got that. When you said point like uh, declined point blank, I was like <laughs> I thought that was a rolling sentence and I was like, man, that's harsh. <laughs> You mean they didn't even consider entering Hobgoblin? <laughs> no, what no, the, no, no. What it's, kind of cold? What? It replaced the robot point blank. Okay, I feel a bit better. So point blank. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about point blank. Why did point Would blank get up? turned down? Probably the reason most of them are, which is in no working, mate. But we turn bot on and it doesn't. We, we turn bot on no workies. Nope. No, um, do, no do the workies. Do here it. we go. Point Blank was a robot which qualified for Series 9 and 10 of Robot Wars and arrived at the studio before it failed its tech check on both occasions and was forced to withdraw from both competitions. Well, that's not coming back. Oh, that is so harsh. Imagine that. So you get there one year and you're like, oh, it doesn't work. Oh, I've had to withdraw. We'll come back next year stronger than ever. Come back next year. And you just have a repeat nightmare. You're like in the like worst possible luck situation. Well, that's point blank for you. Sorry, let's move on, because point blank's loss was Hobgoblin's gain. Sort of. Uh, uh, Hobgoblin has changed a little bit from last time. They've taken the wedge off the front, so this time the idea is the spinner just makes immediate contact. Probably a good idea. It doesn't. This doesn't really need a wedge there. No, it doesn't. It just gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah. It'd be like if Carbide had a wedge on the front. It doesn't need it. It, it, it just beats it, no. stuff. Yeah. It just needs to get contact straight off the bat. Exactly, yeah. It uses a Hardox shell... Um, HDPE plates and high-grade aluminium. Mm-hmm. So lots of different armor there for the different parts. It's used its full 110 kilograms, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, faster now at 12 miles per hour. It was quite a bit uh, slower than that before, actually. So it's mm. a bit... Now, its biggest weakness is its inability to self-write. Yeah. It can sort of run upside down, but not really. Yeah. So it doesn't have any 
plan in place for self-writing. It literally is just once it's upside down, it's kind of like, well, we can we kind can get go. by. Yeah, we can kind of go about, <laughs> sort of. We've dragged the rest of the bot around with us. Mm. It's super strength, according to the book this is, yeah. remember? All new vertical spinner design. That's not a strength until it's proven. Yes. And this is all in theory. <laughs> it has a theoretical strength. Excellent. But a very definitive weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. What's the quip for Hobgoblin? The quip is, now, are they going to sort of go down a route of, like, like a Hobgoblin, like, like British, like, mythology of this woodland garden creature? What's the difference between a Hobgoblin and a Goblin? One's Hob. <laughs> I was going to wait for that one, Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good question. One's a Goblin and... One's a Hobgoblin. <laughs> one's a Hobgoblin. <laughs> I don't know. There's a nice ale named after Hobgoblin. I've heard of Hobgoblin. Maybe they were naming it after the ale and not the mythical creature. <laughs> yeah, it's something totally different. <laughs> that would be brilliant. <laughs> if I look up Hob. Gob. You look up Hobgoblin, I'm going to look up just Goblin, and we'll see where we go. A goblin is a monstrous creature from European folklore first attested in stories from the Middle Ages. They are ascribed various and conflicting abilities temperaments and appearances depending on the story and country of origin i'm benji and this is law i always wanted to do that the term hobgoblin mm-hmm. was at first two words hobgoblin with hob being the first name and goblin being the defining surname hold up are you telling me i was right <laughs> one's hob <laughs> one, interpretation one is authentically hob derives hob from signifying Hearth, and therefore a household fairy. Oh my god, is it like one's inside the house and one's outside the house? Like the difference between a mouse and a rat? That's not the difference between a mouse and a rat. Sure it is. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> mouse is inside, it goes outside, becomes a rat. <laughs> Never seen a rat inside? I Never have. Seen... Well, not by its own volition. No, <laughs> I've seen pet rats. <laughs> okay, so... What were we talking about? Hey, wait, wait, wait. What? Hob is simply a rustic name for a countryside goblin. It gives a quote, a piece of rude familiarity to cover up uncertainty or fear, or generally explains the nickname for Robert. No, it's not. What? Are you saying your new nickname's Hob? Hobby, honestly. (laughs) Hobby, honestly. (laughs) I've never known someone shorten my name to Hob. So actually, its full name is Robert Goblin. <laughs> that <laughs> formal name. That it's a cheap rip off of Rob Zombie, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Goblin. We've got a Robert Goblin playing for us tonight. <laughs> Let's get excited. Uh, <laughs> in the punk pub. Punk where pub. expulsion was. Was it sla- slice and slash? Sli- slice and, and slash. Spike and slash and slash. Spike and slash. So, oh. what was the actual Hobgoblin quip from the official Robot Wars handbook? Also known as Robert Got No, it's <laughs> a, a unique design never seen before on Robot Wars, or identical to that one we did earlier, which just said one of a kind for push to exit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it for every bot. They just did the same thing. Like one similar, of a kind, one of a kind, nothing like it. Totally different. Never seen this before. Just for every single bot. <laughs> for Magnetar, it's like one of a kind again. again. <laughs> sure. Why not? Even more one of a kind. 
Imagine being like this surprised by everything. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, god, I've never seen anything like, like that again. Oh my god, I've never seen anything like that. Oh, that reminded me, mm-hmm. going back to Coyote, bit okay. of time travel there, um, Coyote was another reserve. Really? Yeah. Who did they replace? Deadlock. Uh, spelt literally deadlock, yeah? Spelt, yep, deadlock. Like a deadlock. lock that has died. Robot Wars Wiki, you have got to tell us some things. Deadlock, Robot Wars Wiki. Oh boy. So, Deadlock is a heavyweight robot which was selected for entry into series X10 of Robot Wars. However, it was unable to compete after arriving at the studio unfinished and became the last robot to withdraw from the series. Deadlock previously applied for series 9 but was not selected to compete. As of October 2017, Deadlock is now fully functional. Well, that's good. Yes. I mean, if you get a series, if you apply for last series and you mm. weren't complete, and then you apply for this series and you're still not complete. Maybe we'll see them in the future. Let's put it this way. Series 9, not selected to compete. Series 10, selected but didn't work. Series 11, surely. This is where it doesn't get commissioned now. <laughs> they finally finish their robot Aww. and it's, it just goes, it just stops. Sad. I mean, wow, I've got the initial render. Oh, that's yeah. a pretty Looks cool like a looking bot. bot. I reckon that could do quite well with yeah. that design. Unfortunately, we don't get to talk about Deadlock. Nope, we'll have it'll have its moment if it makes it onto an episode of something. That's the qualification for being on the podcast. You must be on something. You must be a robot. Maybe we could do an episode about the bots that never were. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Theoretically. The bots that never made it into we competition. Could l- we could theoretically talk about theoretical bots theoretically fighting on a theoretical episode of Robot Wars. And we'll come up with a winner. Yeah, in theory. And you would have loads of amazing funny quips. (laughs) In theory. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so shall we talk about... um, What, the most beautiful bot of all time? The big dog. Well, very tiny big dog. The tiny but really tough badass dog. Magnetar. It looks beautiful. Thank you. I like the copper. Thank you. So has this basically been your full-time job? Essentially, yeah. I do, do this sort of thing kind of full-time, self-employed sort of engineer, and I do other bits and pieces, um, but the robot thing is my focus, actually. That's that's your life at the moment. It kind of is. A- I keep wanting to say magenta. Magenta? <laughs> Every time I look at that word, I'm seeing the word magenta, and it's magenta. Really <laughs> magenta. Does this not look awesome? It looks like Pulsar just got much cooler, and Pulsar was already pretty cool. Pokemon style evolution. Yeah, pulsar, it like flashed white and and then it became magnetar. evolving. Oh, it just looks so awesome. It's so sleek. I cannot believe that he's like he he's doing all this. You know, does he have access to like any technology that we're not aware of? Because this bot is so. Are you sleek. implying Ellis is an alien? Well, yeah. Well, think about it. In all fairness, look how he comes across in the show. Maybe he did. Got to keep yourself. You got to keep yourself separate from your competitors. You can't let yourself get attached to those competitors when you know you're going to annihilate them. And annihilate does. Man, let's talk about this bot. Uh, Magnetar's pretty good. It's got a little drum on it. It's got a little drum on it. That's a pretty pretty good drum. I've not got my notes in front of me. I've got this stupid book. My notes. This is actually going to tell me what this is. It is a 107 kilogram drum spinner. It's the sequel to Pulsar. Yes. It's a mixture of Hardox of 8mm, 6mm, and 3.2mm, yes. depending on where it is. Mm-hmm. Some parts are 3D printed, at least they were of Pulsar, so I assume they were, are in Magnetar. I Brilliant. might be wrong. 
it's using brushless motors, which is a bit of a risky move, but it seems to pay off. It's become a reliable bot this time round. I guess almost worthy of having a new name just because of how reliable it is yeah, to separate itself from Pulsar. That was the big thing about Pulsar, wasn't it? Couldn't get it reliable. It was either great or nothing at all. It has magnets in it to essentially help itself, help with traction, help attach itself to the floor more whilst hmm. it's uh, using its goddamn massive drum that spins round. That's pretty clever. Keeps it steady so it can hit things and still move and still yeah. work. It looks a lot like Pulsar, but sexier. Yeah. It's got the copper thing going on now, but still sleek at the same time. Yeah. You know, that modern thing of, you know, mix the old with the new. I think the only thing I don't like about Magnetar is that he missed on the opportunity to call it Pulsar 2 Electric Boogaloo. Ah, uh, but Magnetar and Pulsar, are they both types of like, they have to do with stars, aren't they? Yeah, it did mention that, didn't it? So, so yeah, a magnetar is a type of neutron star with an extremely powerful magnetic th- field. And because magnetar has magnets in it now, it and pulsar is another type. So there you go. Look, it's 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 cle- it's a clever person. He's thing. got a space theme. Yeah, basically, he's a star theme. Star theme. Yeah, that needs a song. Just calls the next one the sun, and it's just really hot. <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> it's just on fire. <laughs> this comes in. So. We've established that Ellis has a certain quirky way about himself. His bots seem to be built with technology not traditionally accessible to people of his age. And all of his bots so far have been based around space. (laughs) So are we now in agreement that there is a good chance that Ellis is an alien? I don't know about agreement. You can't prove it's not true. You can't prove I'm not a wizard. That doesn't mean I am. Hey. <laughs> oh, no, but I did. Let's not open up that can of worms. No. <laughs> the drum is 21 kilograms yeah. and spins at 250 miles per hour. I believe mm-hmm. that's the max you can in Robot Wars. It's invertible, but it has a self-right mechanism because upside down, it's not going to hit anything with that um, beautiful drum. Yeah. So it has like that little uh, that little thing it used as a middle finger last season. Yes, yeah, the alarm. The uh, alarm that comes, comes out. out. It's like, yeah. It looks like something flexing. Yeah, it does a bit. It's actually reduced its top speed in order to gain more control. So it's now only 13 miles per hour. Which actually makes sense, because if you don't need the extra speed, why risk it by putting it on? It's now a more reliable machine, as opposed to a not reliable machine. What's the opposite of reliable? Unreliable. Yeah. Okay, so quip for Magnetar is going to be something along the lines of I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a drum spinner, so it's probably going to say spike in the face. Nope. What does it say? <laughs> is that the me same out as of my misery? Is that the same as um? Was it Apollo? No, it was one of the flippers. It might be the same as one of the flippers. What? Here we are. Look, Iron Ore 6 was flipping awesome. Yeah. But Magnetar is flipping fantastic. Oh, come on. (laughs) Why is Magnetar flipping fantastic? Because it's flipping fantastic, mate. Where's the flipping come from? I don't know. (laughs) Apparently it can flip itself over. That's its super strength. No, that's not its super (laughs) strength. It doesn't want to flip over. The super strength is just the Pure spinning destruction. barrel. It's the 
where did they get the impression that that was the super strength? Because it's flipping fantastic. You'd be like, yeah, it can self-right by flipping so over. And I suppose it's got some sort of barrel spinner thing, mostly for aesthetic reasons. There's so many great things about Magnetar, and they choose that. Yep. Flipping yep. fantastic. Nothing to do with stars, nothing no. to do with how perfectly custom made it yep. is. Nothing to do with the drum at all. Nope, nothing nope. to do with that. No, it's it's I'm flipping fantastic. They're not messing around. I feel almost as if the book has hurt me with how bad it is. Oh, oh boy. I, I feel like it's I'm I'm dumber for <laughs> having been introduced to that quip. We all are. We all are. We all are. We are. We larch. We larch. Shall we discuss the episode? Should we do some predictions first? I would go through with you a bunch of predictions people gave. The problem is I left my notebook here, so I didn't end up writing them down. So I got. <clears throat> I promise everyone, yes, I will have the full lot of predictions in a more easy-to-read, functional system for the grand final, so we can find out who our winner is of the Activate Podcast League. In fact, can we create an entire scoreboard grand final scoreboard so people can see where they landed in the league that'd be worth it wouldn't it would that be good that'd be good that'd be good but let's go through our two predictions and of course big ukes your predictions were my predictions were magnetar for push to exit that was a very very common lineup that was that was a popular one so common it's exactly the same as ukulele chris's no oh, damn it chris <laughs> mine wasn't as <laughs> strong was it did i say oh. i said oh, man, what did you say i said magnetar on, I, put somewhere. I, I put magnetar to win because who didn't mm-hmm. and then i put coyote second and then third as thor now that's on coyote do you feel let down it's their fault <laughs> i didn't win i didn't win that <laughs> do we need to get into this episode now let's talk about what happened in heat e for extra good heat <laughs> e for everybody like this heat everybody likes heat e <laughs> heat e for everybody likes heat e for everybody likes heat e very good <laughs> <laughs> okay that was weird let's move let's do this let's That's do crazy. this episode time We open to another lifestyle intro that's returned suddenly out of the blue. Dara and Angela walking along, telling us, oh, it's Robot Wars, way!" And everyone's like, yeah, 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 Robot Wars. It's the hype. The hype train pulls into the station. We get the palm muted cord, go for a little bit. With bits going over the top of it, no one cares about that. Yep. And we're straight into match one. We have a look at our first bots, Coyote versus Thor versus Expulsion. With dead metal. Good old dead metal. Dead metal gets good showing in this time. I want to point out, this is the first time I've noticed Dead Metal has eyes. Really? Oh my god, you're right. Dead Metal has a face. I pictured it with my eye, with my mind then, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's there. Let me find a picture of Dead Metal. I've got a picture of Dead Metal in here, don't worry. Dead Metal actually full, oh my, yeah, right, so there we go. That is Dead Metal's face, those bits there glow. Those those red slits are eyes, yeah. Yeah, it's, the sore is its face. See, now it looks much scarier. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Dead Metal has eyes. Huh. 
My whole world has changed. Oh, tell me about it. So the match itself. Coyote immediately rams Expulsion straight into the CPZ where Dead Metal gets a nice little chunk out of Coyote and then yep. um, Expulsion, who's flipped over. And that's Expulsion out, basically, straight off the bat. Pretty much just kicks off, doesn't it? Yeah. Straight from the bell. Go, they go straight for it. And Thor is just kind of like chilling out, letting them kill each other for a yeah, little while. Yeah. And then realises that once Expulsion's out of the way, it's time to take Coyote out and claim victory. So Thor's chasing Coyote round. Coyote actually gets... Coyote. I'm pronouncing it like that now. Coyote gets a grip on Thor, and Thor just sort of fights its way out by going nuts. Oh, the axe shots by Thor. Gets Coyote's head quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, you could tell, like, Coyote must have felt so good to finally grab Thor, and all it takes is one swing, and it just easily loosens itself from Coyote's little grasp. Yes, and this also includes one of my favourite moments in the series so far, where the rogue house bots get started once and then twice. And by twice, it seems like both the competitors are actually fed up with dead metal and they both seem to latch onto a claw each and just try and fight it. Well, it's Thor starts it by just swinging at dead metal. Thor just starts swinging. Who does that? It's dead metal. Thor, God then, of Thunder. Coyote comes out of nowhere and starts just biting on the other side of dead metal. It's one of those weird moments where suddenly the competitors join forces to take on... I wouldn't pick a fight with Dead Metal, but it was a really cool moment. The only thing is, Dead Metal probably has the least potent weapon. If they'd done it yeah. against, say, Shunt with the world's most horrifying axe, yeah. or Matilda with her ass, yeah. they'd have, well, we see what happens to Thor it thanks to Matilda messy. later well, on. Exactly. Thor is so fast and well controlled, it's basically impossible for Coyote to escape. Exactly. Just chases. Gets so many axe shots off. And ramming Coyote as well. Coyote mm. just can't overpower Thor. That actually seems to be one of Thor's, like... It's basically his second weapon is just ramming them into the side. It's so fast and has such great pushing power. At one point, Thor charges at Coyote and Coyote at Thor. As Thor starts to charge, because the wheels start going, the front of it lifts off a bit. Yeah. As that happens, the front wedge of Thor hits Coyote's top jaw and kills it. <laughs> the top jaw just like gets loose and dead. Yes. Thor killed Coyote's weapon Literally with its wedge, not even with its axe. Yes. That's how good Thor is. Huge axe shots coming down. It goes to the judges because Coyote, to their credit, are alive by the They're end of it. They're functioning, but it was very obvious who had won. Thor dominant. Yeah. Easy, easy win for Thor. Super aggressive. Nice and easy. They, he, just, just Jason and Thor. Yeah, it's the one man. And that's the thing. They keep mentioning again and again the fact that Jason is one man team. If he does take some serious damage, it really sets him back. But he doesn't need to worry because he's Jason and that is Thor. Exactly. Ultimate duo. So that takes us to our next match. Magnetar versus Push to Exit versus Hobgoblin with shunt indeed all i got from their little um their little intro packages is um ellis doesn't like to be called a boy genius but they call him a boy genius three times throughout the show uh -huh. after that um Harsh. hobgoblin they just mentioned eggs so whatever and I just don't get it push to exit uh, apparently robots are just like dogs yeah if it was a robot dog i oh, one of those like toy robot dogs yeah 
Remember people went oh, nuts for one. them in like 2000 or so? Yeah, yeah. They uh, no, had like remote controlled dogs, basically. But they had their own personalities or something. They would learn tricks and it probably wasn't. It was probably as dependable as a Furby. I was going to say, it be, it's yeah. just a Furby, a Furby. A Furby shaped as a dog. Just a Furby. And there was like dog. a lot of money. I remember that. People were like, oh, I want one. I bet everyone just didn't use their robot dog. Mind you, for that Christmas, there weren't unwanted dogs being bought. Because everybody was buying a robot one. The real question is how many unwanted robot dogs got ditched? Come on, let's Hobgoblin Magnetar push to exit with Shunt It Up. Magnetar immediately retreat to start accelerating the drum. Clever tactics. Mm-hmm. Push to exit and Hobgoblin start having a little kerfuffle. They push do. to exit, get under and get their only big piece of offense in for the whole show because the flipper stops working after this yep. indefinitely. Um, one big pushing flip, which does show the effectiveness of the weapon, because Hobgoblin mm-hmm. gets slammed into the arena wall hard from a good few meters, and he's upside down and is flipped. Push to exit, one shot eliminated Hobgoblin. Yeah, Hobgoblin cannot self-right and is not making any progress. Makes you wonder how yeah. well push to exit could have done if that flipper stayed working. Exactly. Because clearly it's quite a potent push flipper. Unfortunately... The floor flipper got involved. Yeah. Magnetar gets its nice, easy one blow on Magnetar, knocks push to exit into the floor flipper. Exactly. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it, really? It seems like the floor flipper launches push to, push to exit onto Magnetar and they just get completely and utterly wrecked. I guess you don't expect to take a blow from that angle. Yeah. From such a strong spinner as well. Um, really good driving by Ellis. Magnetar just goes straight in underneath because of the shape of magnetar it's great having things fall on top of it yeah not only are they taking the impact from a fall 110 kilogram mm-hmm. machine falling from a, a few meters it lands on a intense spinning drum mm-hmm. that just tears it a new one that basically kills and um, push to exit it takes a couple more shots i don't think they were necessarily needed magnetar wins um as they win they do the magnetar dance which is the wobbly spin yeah spins around on the spot but gets the drum going so the blah blah forces cause it to keep going up and down it's, it's all cool to look at but if you notice when he starts accelerating the drum uh shane of push to exit's like basically begs for mercy <laughs> he's worried he's gonna hit it again he's like ellis Aww. don't please don't do that and i think ellis satisfied with the with the begging for mercy of the other teams dances on the spot easy win for magnetar easy win for thor two best robots easily got through the two favourites. And that takes us to our first singles match. The loser's bracket has come along. At this point, I noticed... Do you remember last season? Every episode, I swear every episode, had a five to ten minute extra segment with a judge talking about something. Yeah, about science. I'm pretty sure we only had did one this episode, and that was The Flying Man. That... One this um season, sorry. Does it turn out that that's actually like a time filler? And if... There's that much action to fit into the episode. They just don't have time to include it. I guess so. And they're focusing so much more on the teams now as well, since every team gets featured. Yeah, they get their own mini docs, don't they? See, if they're going to do that, I would would rather they, instead of talking about random stuff going on in the tech world, as cool as it can be, do little segments with the judges explaining how bits of these robots work. Like what? Like explain to the audience, okay, Magnetar uses brushless motors. Why is that a big deal? What does it mean? Yeah, you I'd like to you... hear their insight into the bots themselves. Yeah, yeah, their opinions on the bots. Yeah, how how That'd do these forces work? Yeah. What's, what's what's going That'd on? That'd be kind of cool. How does Magnetar Ex- do the 
spinning boogie. Little things like that. Yeah. Start talking about these machines and the the inner workings of them for the bonus content if it's needed. Anyway, loser bracket. Oh, we've got a nice one here. It's friend versus friend. Coyote versus hobgoblin. Do you notice hobgoblin have bite me coyote written onto the <coughs> egg beater? I guess you can bite me coyote. You bite can... me coyote. Bite me coyote. Bite yes. me coyote. Bite me coyote. If you say it really quickly, yeah. it doesn't rhyme. Funny that. <laughs> friend versus friend. No friends in the arena, however. No, never. Unless you're going after dead metal. Or I suppose if you've got cluster bots in there with you. Oh, then there are friends yeah. in the arena with you. Yeah, quite literally. Although Nuts mistreated its cluster bots quite a few That's times. That's what they're there for. Match starts, massive head-on collision. Mm-hmm. I'd say Coyote immediately appears to be way better controlled than Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin get up to speed, but they're Gobhoblin. They're barely moving. Sluggish. Gobhoblin. Nice. <laughs> I came up with that right now. Brilliant. Coyote easily and casually avoid the spinner by, and just go for the sides and back the whole match. They use Roadrunner to activate the Dial of Doom. The pit comes down, Hobgoblin luckily off on time since they spent about five minutes, well not five minutes, the match isn't even five minutes. No. They spent a good 10-15 seconds on the pit. So if uh, if Roadrunner was a, a bit quicker, it would have won the match right there. Match takes a funny turn in the second half. Shunt kind of oversteps his boundary a bit. So it starts with Coyote feeding Hobgoblin to Sir Killalot in Sir Killalot's corner patrol zone. Yeah. Cool. Hobgoblin, I think, lose a drive belt in the process. And then Sir Killalot moves to another patrol zone and Shunt moves into Sir Killalot's patrol zone, which I didn't yeah. know they could do. Because in order to do that, you have to leave your patrol zone. So they are effectively, we're establishing that they're able to swap patrol zones. Yeah, they can go effectively. into... As long as they stay in their patrol zones, yeah. unless they're swapping patrol zones. I don't know how it quite works. Shunt just wails on Hobgoblin for the rest of the match. Yeah, what is with... Hobgoblin versus Shun. Like a nuts. And then eventually Hobgoblin actually possibly moment of the night. A big moment, sure. Shatters Shunt's pickaxe. Knocks the blade off the axe. Yeah. And as it happens, Shunt literally reels back in confusion. Like, and pain what's, almost. What's what? <laughs> and then, then goes nuts and just starts ramming into... <laughs> Angela says it's best. He says Shunt's gone loco. Because <laughs> it didn't make any sense. It just all of a sudden, Shunt just had it majorly in for Hobgoblin. And it wasn't just little shots. It was almost as if it was going to break Hobgoblin. They really wanted that axe to make contact with the egg beater and, and see the, and see the egg beater like go boom or something. Yeah. Instead, it was Shunt's, uh, Shunt's blade, blade that comes blade off. Broke, which was still a cool moment in itself. And it showed how powerful Shunt is because without the axe, it just goes nuts ramming and it's yeah. still extremely, extremely it dangerous. Crazy, it? Cody wins, but I feel like Shunt overstepped its boundary got too involved couple of axe shots here and there fine but it felt like once it got hobgoblin cornered it was just trying to kill it kind of scary stuff coyote even goes for shunt after the match as kind of revenge yeah and shunt just rams coyote (laughs) into the side because let's face it that's not an easy task really (laughs) strange match strange match it started pretty slow and then the shunt broke loose came the shunt show (laughs) the shunt show What a load of shunt. Hobgoblin are out of the competition. I feel like Cody would have won 
anyway because of the way things were going. Like you said, a weird shunty ending. Mm. This moves us on to loser bracket number two. Expulsion versus push to exit. So Expulsion has had a couple of extra curves added so that it can hopefully self-write a little better. Roll itself back into position easier. Bit of reshaping done. I mean, really good idea, especially when you're going up against a flipper. You know, that's you you expect yourself to be flipped about and in Expulsion's case, rolled about (laughs) quite a lot. Bingo. And of course, we've also got Dead Metal and Matilda. It's mostly Expulsion grinding slowly on Push to Exit, whilst Push to Exit can't do anything. Expulsion's quite random. It sort of bolts right past Push to Exit through, I think it was Dead Metal's patrol zone, through the fire pit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, just do the scenic route of death whilst getting around the (laughs) arena trying to get to Push to Exit, which is fine. Uh, Expulsion eventually gets, like, stuck on um, Push to Exit's uh, front flipper. And if Push to Exit's front flipper was actually working... It would have been epic. That would have been game, yeah. because Expulsion is light. Yep. We saw how how strong Push to Exit is, because it pushed 110 kilos of Hobgoblin into the wall with force. Yep. A ball-shaped 40-kilogram lighter Expulsion would have been a joy to see Push to Exited around. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. No, and that it was, not. it would be such a perfect moment because Expulsion's stuck on that flipper yep. for a good 10 seconds, like there, and they're just desperately trying to get it to work, but it's not. Basically, that gets abandoned quite quickly. Expulsion eventually gets free and gets some hits off. It doesn't look like the hits are doing much. No. But push to exit's mobility is just slowly disappearing until it just sort of stops. They lose all aggression because their main weapon, the flipper, is gone and without it they don't really have much well you say that but in this case i think there must have been drive issues there was definitely drive issues because it stopped working at some uh, Mm. by the end of it but if it had that speed behind it Mm -hmm. and it's a wedge Mm -hmm. and expulsion's a ball just run into it expulsion would just be rolling about all over the place you would just send it flying as long as they can get underneath it which i think they have established so i guess they lose a lot of points on aggression whereas expulsion even though the spinner's not doing a lot of damage it still points for aggression they're still getting some shots off it seems to end in a double count out i can't quite tell so push to exit are dead obviously expulsions hits are doing something Mm -hmm. because push to exit can't drive anymore let alone use the flipper expulsion get a little overexcited go onto the floor flipper and get flipped on top of their spinner and just start convulsing horribly oh man yeah getting stuck on the spinner and realizing that the idea of spinning themselves upright again is mm, it doesn't it can't not, really spin fast enough yeah. to do it it just sort of just yeah. sort of shakes in place and just wobbles about horribly it doesn't get anywhere audible laughter from the audience yeah i felt bad <laughs> like, i saw that too it was a bit yeah it's just because it looks silly it i think the whole match was a bit silly really it's a bit where like expulsion is like on top of push to exit and nothing happens it's so botchy okay. <laughs> it's like yep that's not gonna work and then the self-writing doesn't work i think it's just it funny bonkers, really push to exit had no flipper yet expulsion ended up flipped by the end of it yeah. anyway ricky mistake gotta stay away from that floor flipper gotta learn to drive yeah. judges go with expulsion i'm guessing because push to exit appeared to be dead first 
and also points for aggression because expulsion, whilst absolutely crazy all over the place, they did get those shots off and they were gunning for them. There was an air of aggression to them. So everything that happened happened from expulsion, yeah. good or bad. Exactly. Push to exit was kind of dead in the water from the get go, unfortunately. Exactly. Expulsion go through, push to exit. Have exited this match. I was going to say, have exited Exeter. (laughs) If only it was filmed in Exeter. If it was filmed there, it wasn't. Okay, so that takes us to four versus Coyote. First of the semi-finals. Semi-finals for Coyote. Jason's going to make Coyote ugly. Oh Oh my God. Okay, so the match. Um, yep, it's if- got. Uh, well, let's, let's let's mention that the Dead Metal and Matilda are there. Of course, that's important. Yep. This is very important. that Matilda's there. It's very important that Matilda's there. We'll see why very shortly. If you've seen the episode already, you know why. It's kind of a bit of dancing to start. Both are relatively well controlled, but Thor is just better controlled and faster. Coyote would out control inexperienced bots any day. But Thor is uh, Thor is not like that next level tier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Thor starts on the aggression, chasing, ramming, hammering. Basically, what we saw from the end of that three-way battle they had earlier on. Everything's very fast and quick until eventually, Dead Metal just seems to grab Thor and just slow the roll down a bit. Yes, that's when Coyote hit the dial of doom immediately after they're out of Thor's like grasping. Yep. Thor is in Dead Metal's grasp, so. Great thinking tactically by Coyote team. Oh, big time. We get rogue bots and Matilda just sort of casually makes her way out. Mm-hmm. Arse first. Yep. Spinning up that flywheel. Thor escapes dead metal, but in the panic of it all, he goes onto the floor flipper, gets flipped. Is airborne. Self-writes, as he self-writes. Into Matilda's butt saw. And man, all of this happens in the space of about two seconds. So just there, just to recap, Thor hits the floor flipper, gets airborne, self-writes into Matilda's butt saw, takes a massive hit. Huge If hit. that was any other bot, they would have fallen apart. There's the, the CO2 everywhere that just makes it so dramatic. It's just something about the way the CO2 comes out for as well, because it seems to just engulf it in a cloud. What were people calling it? Um, the Fog of Thor? which is essentially what it is you just can't see anything for a while and then thor's there and his axe doesn't work anymore i mean in desperate times if he could have a mechanism just releases all the co2 it just escapes into a cloud (laughs) literally Uh, so there's uh, there's also piping everywhere at this point coyote's piping armor it just falls off littered the arena it doesn't take much it just seems driving forward causes piping to just drop off i mean it's disposable armor man it's cheap and (laughs) putting it on the floor to try and like catch robots almost entanglement maybe almost entanglement (laughs) thor's still hugely aggressive oh big time it's still an amazing rambot at that speed with a big heavy wedge on the front yeah got no axe but What's Coyote going to do? Coyote's not a flipper. Coyote, by the looks of it, I don't think the weapon's working because no. at no point do you see the the mouth come down and try to crush. No. Coyote do try luring Thor onto the floor flipper, if you mm-hmm. notice. They, yeah. they glide past it and they just sort of hang around there. The problem being, because they're both in the same booth, mm-hmm. when they out loud say to each other, we got to get him on the floor flipper, Jason's just right there. 
So yeah. he obviously is like, well, I guess I just won't go near exactly. them. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> secret tactics in the booth. It's like, you know, I'm standing right here. <laughs> it's like, right there. Not a place Damn. to talk tactics nope. next to the enemy. It goes to a judge's decision, but let's face it. Coyote were falling apart. Mm-hmm. Thor did everything. Yeah, big time. All the aggression, all the damage. Control. Everything. Legendary control. Yeah. Brilliant control. Took a blow from Matilda. Mm-hmm. Still went on just fine. Coyote tried, but they just didn't stand a chance against Thor. Judges unanimously go with Thor. And it's the right decision. It was a good match, actually. I really liked that one. It was a fun little match, wasn't it? A lot it? happened in it. Yeah. yeah, a lot did happen. That moment when Thor got hit, I was like, oh God, Thor's lost. Because in all fairness, think that, it would work. that would have understandably wrecked Thor. The fact that Thor kept going afterwards and continued to be that aggressive impressive yeah well another impressive showing in the next semi-final match it's expulsion versus magnetar this is (laughs) this is a mismatch (laughs) i'm just gonna say it i like expulsion but man you you ain't beating magnetar anytime soon tough gig (laughs) oh god to be fair neither bots have taken any damage so far even though expulsion has spent most of its time upside down exactly yeah the armor has come into play yep and magnetar haven't had to take any damage because it's magnetar yep untouchable so far they call ellis a boy genius again even though he hates that yep you know what he probably hates it because he's heard it so much and if that is his only major complaint then he needs to stop complaining (laughs) (laughs) because no one's ever called me a boy genius (laughs) it's because you're a man ben Man genius. Man, I've never heard anyone called a man genius. Not really, no. <laughs> it sounds like a horrible lad book. Man genius. Got my copy. Got my copy of Man Genius, mate. Man genius, mate. It has how to, I don't know. Get a bird. Impress <laughs> girls at the bar in six easy steps. And one of the steps is buy a drink. <laughs> the other step is flex. <laughs> one of the steps is simply have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of lads mag. Okay, so Magnetar versus Expulsion. Expulsion straight to the Dial of Doom. Are we calling it the Dial of Doom? That's the, call it the, that's rand- the f- I know it's the official name, but I prefer our random name. The Randomizer. The Randomizer, the Randomator. El Rando. El Rando. <laughs> Probably not one. I think I made that one up just now. We so- made up the Randomizer and stuff as well. You know, like, like, <laughs> act like they're officially using those names. I know, they're not. I think I made Rando up literally just now. <laughs> Like here on the spot. <laughs> Big Rando gets pressed. Yep. We get the fog of war. And that does not work in Expulsion's favour. Is this not a horror movie? Because the fog goes off mm-hmm. and suddenly you can't see Magnetar, but all you hear is the hums. Yeah, it's just a... And you just think, oh God, it's happening. It cannot unhappen. And it suddenly becomes a game of pinball. <laughs> Expulsion destroyed by magnetar huge blow precision aiming which seems to be a theme of this whole season expulsion go a few meters into the air land on the floor flipper which immediately goes off launching them even more into the air (laughs) and oh it's weird because like expulsion just doesn't seem to lose any speed they get uppercutted by magnetar and then the floor flipper doesn't so much flip them. Yeah, just becomes sort of like a ramp and Expulsion just rolls up it and then into the air for even more fresh it's air. It's like a pinball machine. It just keeps yeah. going and it just bounces off everything. This is what happens when you make a ball as a robot. Oh, yeah. 
I'm sorry, but that's what Expulsion is. It's a ball, and Magnetar had fun with it. Exactly. It's a crash landing, and Expulsion is dead. For some strange reason, Dead Metal just drops Expulsion into the pit. It, toying with it and then decides... Nah. I mean, everyone likes to see a pitting, but doesn't it seem like that just sort of came out of nowhere at the end of the match? It feels like Dead Metal was like, yeah, now let's go get Expulsion. Oh, no, wait, no, they have to do their um, third place placement match. We can't destroy the robot. Uh, yeah. Just leave it. <laughs> just leave it. Actually, just, just leave it, yeah. Gingerly drop it into the pit. Yeah, just leave it there for now. Gracefully put it in the pit, basically. Put it away. It just literally tidies it away. So Magnetar win the match via murder. Really definitive proof of how strong Magnetar's uh, drum. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. One killing powerful. blow is all it took. Okay, so Coyote versus Expulsion. For third place. So to get into the 10-bot rumble. And this is featuring Matilda and Dead Metal. Being used a lot this episode. They are, Matilda they? and Dead Metal. okay. Just one match, I think. Yeah, and he just sweet, sort of didn't do much. He, no. play, he got replaced by Shunt in the very match. Damn. So, yeah. Shunt literally just took us... Yeah, it's almost as if Sir K was like... Like, tired or so. Just like, I can't do this. Shunt, Shunt. you're just going to have to take over. Shunt I'm going to go lay this. down for a bit. So, Coyote versus Expulsion. Now, you'd think Coyote would just sort of roll Expulsion about until they won, yeah. but... Bit of a different match, this, actually. Well, Expulsion driving is crazy. Crazy. Into the walls, all over the place. Takes the scenic route again. <laughs> the scenic I thought they were charging the spinner up by, like, you know, making it a long way round to get Yeah, to but then Ex- they'd stop Coyote. the spinner by hitting the wall with exactly, it. Exactly, which interrupted it, which it shouldn't do. And, yeah, it was all over the place. I mean, it did get a big hit off on Coyote, more or less. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Coyote go for nips quite regularly. Mm. Um, Expulsion, if you notice, has a bar on the back of it. I'm guessing to stop it constantly rolling about. I guess, yeah. So, yeah, they've kind of like given it some little, uh, some little extra tidbits. Oh, they've got the weight to play around, so they could have just like, put anything point. on it, really. Yeah, they could have put a brick on it. Yeah, they could have put anything on there. Um, explosion attack, I think three walls, maybe four overall. Points for aggression. And then Coyote go to push it and just suddenly stop and lose drive. Coyote just lose drive. I don't know what it was. Maybe one of those smaller hits from Expulsion just happened to be right place, right time. Or maybe just injuries catching up with Coyote, but yeah, that match of Thor maybe caught up with yeah. Coyote a bit. Explosion dance with Matilda for a little while, get bashed by Matilda's. Um... Yeah, let's talk about the house bots again, because the hell was that all about? Well, I think Explosion, in its great, um, you know, scenic route taking, yeah. decided to have visit Matilda. Oh, yeah. It turns out Matilda doesn't like visitors. Especially from school kids. <laughs> See, so, yeah. I wrote down in my notes whilst watching this, oh no, Expulsion has been murdered by Matilda. But they were still moving. <laughs> yeah, by the end of it, Expulsion just sort of like slowly gets up and is yeah. like, no, no, it's, I'm it's, okay, I'm okay. It's still okay. It's just about still moving. It took a big hit that would have killed many other bots. They barely, just barely managed to win the bout yeah. because Coyote stopped working and... They somehow were still working after being killed by Matilda. Yep. That is a tough little bot. And they uh, get a huge round of applause as they walk through the corridor. And I'm pretty sure their teachers were crying. They haven't won yet. They've they've now got to face nine other robots. But they did make it this far. And they have wins under their belt. And they're officially... I mean, they're in the grand final episode as part of the 10-bot rumble. Imagine if they win the 10-bot rumble. (laughs) Well, it's hard to... to 
say what's going on here because Expulsion's a good bot, but it's been against some great bots. <laughs> yeah. But it's been like, it's been clocking wins up. Yeah, I know. It just <laughs> seems to win wins. every time. Yeah. It just seems to win by mistake every time. <laughs> the other robots just stop working. Yeah. It just seems to, I don't know, it just seems to get through and get by. And now it's in the 10 botter. It's in the rumble. That's crazy. I don't know. It's just like a cool little story. And I like that kind of drama in Robot Wars. So that was neat. We're into our final battle to see who wins the heat and goes through to the grand final. It's everyone's, well, it's what everyone expected, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what everyone expected. Thor versus Magnetar. So Thor has gone with the entanglement rope, which you'd like kind of strange. Like I kind of to give it a good cabling, look at first. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like bike locks wrapped around it or something, you know? <laughs> it's, that's what it looks like, yeah. yeah. Fairly good idea. Match starts, Thor go head on, but uh, Magnetar evade to get up to speed, Yep, which is very clever. Now it controls well. It can do that quite well, actually. Magnetar can also get under four. That's the big undoing, really. That nice low wedge shape of Magnetar, mm-hmm. where everything just kind of leads to the drum mm-hmm. uh, massive head-on collision that flips four over f- uh, four self rights but as thor self rights ellis uh with magnetar gets to grind underneath thor exactly. as well which is one of the great design points of magnetar is when it gets underneath you it just starts grinding you from underneath it starts yeah. getting the underbelly of the of the robots where it's not going to be nearly as well armored and it there's so much damage yeah. there it gets all up in it um, we do get the one big moment from Thor where it gets behind Magnetar, pushes Magnetar up to a wall, and starts wailing with axe blows. Uh, as Ellis says at the end, if that axe had gone, say, dead center and hit the weapon's belt, then there would have been no more weapon. It wouldn't have been able to spin yeah, anymore. So it. it it was close. It could have it could have done it, but it doesn't. Ultimately, Thor is left dead in a cloud of its own co2 completely victimized and for a bot as tough as four to be left in that state at an end of a fight thing is it's the same thing that seems to happen in all the magnetar matches thor goes on the floor flipper gets flipped lands on magnetar boom giant dramatic cloud of smoke are we missing a trick here is magnetar actually leading these bots to the floor flipper on purpose maybe just basically doubles its surface area of damage because once you get flipped and then it just goes under you and you land on it and then you just dance around that floor flipper and wait and ultimately no one can do much in terms of pushing magnetar because of its design you just drive over magnetar and if you're driving over magnetar you're eating (laughs) dangerous dangerous place the only thing you could do is what thor did for a brief moment which is get behind magnetar and push it into a wall yeah and hope it works it could have. That was the closest moment Thor had. Yeah. But it didn't work. Magnetar through reliably. No issues at all for Magnetar. This isn't Pulsar anymore. Nope. There's not a single problem we had here. No major issues. No going backstage and there's Ellis working crazy hard yeah. on trying to get it back up in working order. No cutouts. Nothing. Nope. It is a functioning bot that has not really taken any damage this entire episode it's and it's almost a better performance than pulsars um, it is straight up i'd say better than carbide carbide's performance so far this season better than carbide's performance this season carbide this season had a few scares especially from gabriel and yeah 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 carbide had scares pulsar did not pulsar dominated i think one 
Yeah, mentioning Gabriel, how would Magnetar fight Gabriel? We've seen Pulsar fight Gabriel. Magnetar, that would be an interesting one, because Gabriel could just do what it did against its Aftershot. It's tall and high up. Yeah, you could only hit the wheels, and if the wheels could take that many of carbide shots, God. And the entanglements, bits of nuts and bolts in, they hang it from the body. Hang it low so that it's going to reach... It drags along the floor. yeah. Yeah, Gabriel too could have stood a real good chance against Magnetar. That would have been an interesting fight to see. I'd like to have seen it. Definitely. Nonetheless. (laughs) Yep, that's not happening, so it doesn't matter. So we know that Magnetar is through, and it absolutely victimised four, which is quite quite something to put on your CV going into the finals. What do you reckon Magnetar's chances are now? I might be favouring Magnetar to win. Yeah? I might be, yeah. How low is it? I wish I could just see the schematics on the bot. And you then see every robot, like like a yeah. little outline of it. Ne- so I'd like there. to be able to like figure out just how low it is in comparison to say, is that drum going to come into direct contact with Carbide's blade? And I'm interested to see how it would do against Carbide. I'm really interested to see what it would do against Nuts too. Hot take: It's going to throw Nuts two around. That's what like we thought crazy. about. That's what we thought about the episode of Nuts two in, and then it dominated. It did dominate. It went undefeated. I'd say Rapid have a good chance against Magnetar. Yep, if, a, a decent flip will kill Magnetar, I guess, especially if it lands drum first. Because you think Rapid is such a low robot and it's got such a sharp, close-to-the-ground yeah. wedge. If it gets under Magnetar before Magnetar gets under it, it will, it, it, it will be able to take Magnetar out. That'll I imagine it. it could out of the arena Magnetar. Yeah. That has potential there. I mean... Yeah, the the finalists, you've got Behemoth there as well, which can take yeah. hits a lot easier. It can tank the hits underneath, though, because that's where Magnetar does its damage. Good point, but it's whether Magnetar can get past that scoop as well. That's a good point. So, I don't know, I'd say the grand final itself, and considering we just spoke about that lineup, mm. it's really hard to tell who can who can take that easily. There's a strong lineup, and then we've got all our competitors now... For the 10-bot rumble. 10-bot rumble. So who is your pick for the 10-bot rumble? I won't make an official pick yet, because we'll have bonus points for that. And we'll have to actually look at the 10-bots and think about it, because mm-hmm. I can't even name them off the top of my head, to be honest. But off the top of my head, I will fav- at the moment, I'm favouring Apollo or Eruption. Mm. Because, to me, that strong, strong grand finalist flippers yeah. with good control yeah. seems to be the sort of thing that would thrive in a 10-bot environment, because everything that gets close to it is just going to go up the wedge and they just have to keep flipping. Exactly. They're not going to have to worry too much about aiming because there's going to be so many bots out there that uh, yeah. you just run in. And I can confirm, Dial of Doom will function mm-hmm. and you think, 10 bots, how often is that going to be hit? We're My going to have multiple God. Dial of Doom stuff happening at once. And from the promo, the house bots are in there. It That's is going insane. to be absolute chaos. Poor Expulsion is going to be rolled around like a football being oh my kicked God. about. It's just going to be absolute chaos. You've got three, I think three flippers, three or four flippers. You've got yeah. Concussion in there. Yeah. I mean, there's some big bots in this. Yeah. It's going to be real intense. I really can't wait for the 10 bot I rumble. I can't wait. And then we get our wild card from that. Yeah. And then they've got to go on to face they've everyone got, in the grand to face final. Everyone. Oh, it's going to be Drama City. I cannot wait. Well, what do you reckon to this match? We need to give a... Uh, how many Philippa Foresters does that get? How many Philippa Foresters does Heat E get? Ooh. The Ballad of Thor and Magnetar. Mm-hmm. What do... Oh, 
Oh, I'm trying to compare it to what I've given up other episodes. I, I want to give this a solid yeah. four. Yeah, no, that's understandable. I was thinking maybe like three and a half to four. So maybe 3.75. Really good episode. Lots of drama. <laughs> sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for bad reasons. <laughs> the involvement of the house bots, it like added to how awesome and crazy the episode was. But at the same time, I felt like it was almost unfair how involved the house bots were sometimes. This is a very house robot heavy episode wasn't yeah. it oh great that is that episode we'll get on to the grand final next week grand final we'll figure out who wins the activate podcast invitational we call it invitational no we we'll just join in it's not an invitational <laughs> no. at all it's this that just tweet us it's invitational but everyone's us. invited yeah oh that's a nice way of looking at it there you go that's oh, quite nice i like that you can tweet us at Podcast Activate because someone already had at Activate Podcast and we're not bitter about that at all. You can email us, activatepodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear the predictions you have for the final, which is such a intimidating lineup that I think, whereas previously there has been an obvious winner or at least a reoccurring bot in the top three, now it's the you know now it's the grand final. It's anyone's business. Well, yeah, I think you successfully predicted last year's um, champion. I successfully predicted the year before that mm-hmm. Apollo. I say last year, last season, season before, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This year we could both be totally wrong very easily. And then there's there's ten bots that could. I mean, there's so many. Oh bots my god, that that's could a good be point because fifteen now, options. There's technically fifteen options because. Someone from the 10-Bot Rumble could actually go all the way through and win it. Wow, that really throws a spanner in the works. They could even come second or third, you know. It's not about winning it. They'll be throwing a spanner into the works. Whoever wins that. That's crazy. Intense, isn't it? So crazy. Well, not long to wait now. Yeah, it's going to be good. It is. I'm excited. And we will see you then. Cue the theme music.